Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. My uh, my face grew back. Thank God for this uh, 5 p.m. shadow. I came back right away. I was feeling very fucking bare. Uh, but feeling good, man. Uh, body's reacting well. I fucking pulled a few uh, muscles um, last week, but body's reacting well. But uh, how about you, bro? How was, uh, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Um, my cousin and his wife came by, so we had a, a little barbecue on the roof, um, showed oh, them the new spot. It was, it was really good. We had some bomb Korean fried chicken. Um, and yeah, we just really hung out there pretty much the entire time and, and caught up. It was really nice. It was they they were familiar with our older apartment. Um, mm -hmm. so they were like, damn, you came up treating us like <laughs> like we fucking hit the lotto or something. But I mean, it's it's such a stark contrast that like anyone who saw the area we were living in and saw this new place would think like, you know, we got a fat raise each of us or something when we're really pretty much paying the same thing. So um, it was it was funny talking to them about that and reminiscing about where we used to live and everything. But um, yeah, it just made me really appreciate where we are yeah, now because yeah, yeah. it's a lot different. That's sick, dude. When you say, um, going back to the food, though, so did you guys, like, barbecue yourselves or you guys order takeout from a Korean barbecue place? A combination. So we we had uh, raw meat that we grilled, and then we also bought fried chicken from the place. So we had we had both of them. What's the... Because I, I only asked, there's, like, a famous, um, like, franchise. I've seen it in Dallas. I definitely see it in New York and New Jersey. What's the Korean place that you guys order from for the fried chicken? I think it's literally called, like, barbecue chicken or something so you'll oh, if you okay, try okay. to search that you will never find you'll never find it franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay no because i'm definitely butchering the pronunciation but there's one in new york new jersey and in dallas it's definitely a franchise but um it's called bong chung uh bro. i think you pronounced it right and i'm pretty oh, really? sure that is i'm pretty sure that is uh because i definitely heard of it so that may be the franchise that we've been to but i don't the okay. thing is like these restaurants will use the korean name of the dish as the name of the restaurant so i don't Got know it. if bong chung oh, so is, bong is just like religiously translates like fried chicken um i don't know if it's yeah i think it's i'm not i don't know to be honest yeah because they're gonna I, I can just, they're out. gonna flame you in the comments like, this motherfucker <laughs> i know that's why know i'm that. like <laughs> i'm trying to get better about not pretending like i know what the fuck i'm talking about and i wish more people did it so i'm just gonna say i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but at least that restaurant dog is fire dude like i remember doing covid like i was dude i definitely gained a ton of weight in jersey because like we would order that shit twice a week uh -huh. bro destroy that thing. and dude but i mean that at least that restaurant all they serve is that like it's nothing else like it's sandwiches of that or buckets of that or whatever but bro like dude korean fried chicken amazing dog like we'll definitely mm -hmm. I don't, I, dude, even maybe when you're here, we might go find a place because I love that shit, dude. Like it's yeah, no, it's fire. And the crazy thing is, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but like in the military, I guess during the Korean War, the black soldiers taught the Koreans how to to make it, and then I guess they oh really went, went ahead and like added their own little twist to it. So I think that's how it originated because I don't think any other culture really is that big on their own like version of fried chicken from my understanding at least no you might be right yeah yeah i mean in hispanic culture that's not really a thing um yeah you might be right dude yeah that, dude that's fire though it's funny how that happens dude like sometimes like that's why i miss like those anthony bourdain shows that like the like the purest of those travel shows bro because i remember there was something that apparently like carbonara which is like the italian like pasta dish but with like bacon and eggs came mm -hmm. from like American soldiers who were stationed in Italy and wanted like bacon and eggs to like reminisce about home and they like put it in the pasta and shit. So like stuff mm -hmm. like that, you would never really fucking know. And you just like, you you like eat a dish for 20, 30 years and have no idea and stuff. So it's cool yeah, to like yeah. know those fun facts and shit. For sure. And by the way, Bonchan apparently means my hometown. So very far off from- <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm glad I caught myself, I knew. <laughs> but, but you've been to you've heard that phrase before right mm -hmm. okay. but the problem is like i've been to like for instance karaoke is uh norebong which translates to song room 
Mm. And I'm sure there's some place that's literally just called Noribong, nothing else. But you would never find an American place just called karaoke with nothing else. But they can't they can do that here because they're Korean and most places don't yeah. monopolize the the translation or whatever. Yeah, I got you. I got you. No, dude, but I'm glad you had a vibe, man. Again, I, every time you send me a video of the uh, of the rooftop, I'm like, I'm jealous, but also obviously first happy as fuck for you because it seems like you're just like at peace, bro. Kind of like probably the same thing whenever I send you a picture of me in the backyard. Like at least in that moment, it's like, yeah, this is like peace right now, dog. So like, I'm glad yeah. you've been able to uh, experience that at your place. And dude, especially, I don't know about, I mean, I think you were hinting at it offline. We can give, I mean, not share too much because we're not trying to get fired tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> bro, work has been crazy, dog. Like, dude, I know you just got yeah. into a new position. I just got into, like, this, like, pseudo new position as well for, like, the next two months, they told me. And it's just like, dog, from day one, it's just like, here you go. And it's going to suck. And you're going to suck at it. But we believe in you. And it's like, do you? bro? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's rough. It's crazy right now. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to slow down for me. Like, every time I think it's done, I, I realize it probably won't be done till the end of the year, realistically. Um, yeah. With the exception Same. of right after right after Thanksgiving, I think it'll be slow for, like, a little bit. But then I think it's just, like, full speed till fucking Jan 1. Yeah, dude. So for me, though, it's it's funny. So I think similar. I think it's going to slow down post Thanksgiving for me. But then it's almost like because it's going to slow down, that means from now till Thanksgiving, it's going to be mind blowingly quick. And like I have to resolve so many issues of the entire year in the mm -hmm. next two and a half weeks to ensure that next year has a chance to be successful. Got and it. I'm just like, Damn. I don't think this is actually possible. Bro. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Damn, you got to figure out next year right now? Right plan now, for next year right now? Right now. Like, Shit. yo, like right now. Like, dude, like I'm telling you, like today's like my first day and I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm but not quite in that, that situation. But um, yeah, if I don't plan right now and figure out right now out then next year i wouldn't have a job so there that's you go basically it's, it's kind of the same shit there like you're, we're yeah. you're, I, essentially my, my my bosses and my like boss's boss are telling him like if you guys don't figure out your shit for next year these next three to four weeks next year will be an utter disaster and then we're gonna have like different conversations kind of a thing so yeah um but it is what it is kind of, yeah you gotta trust that they put us in that seat for a reason and this is just what comes with the job right i feel like i was talking to one of my like when I try to network with like people above me and they're like, yo, be careful what you wish for. I was like, all right, clearly. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's always, good, man. it's always greener. The grass is always greener, bro. hundred percent, but um, all good. Again, grateful to be able to record this as if anything, just a, a moment to just breathe and not be consumed by work, bro. But uh, before we get into the episode and uh, maybe talk about last week's episode, let the people know how was Utopia in, uh, in you, you saw, where, where was the, um, the venue? Oakland Arena. Oakland, Oakland Arena. Arena. Cool. Yep. So how was that, dude? It was phenomenal. I was, I was super excited. Um, and since I had only paid $60, I didn't have very much expectation on whether or not it would be uh, great or horrible i was just like regardless of what happens i did not spend a whole lot of money on this so sure i'm just gonna go in there and, and have a good time and and i did um i'd say first and foremost so i i get on, on the the train and there's only one direction it's going so I'm, I'm constantly like looking around like who's who's going to the show who's not trying to gauge the, the crowd um and i would say it was, it was very young i think if i had to guess it was like early 20s in terms of the crowd. Oh, okay. That's not terrible, though, dude. Yeah, I'm it's not thinking, terrible. When you say young, I'm thinking like 14, 15 year olds, like being dropped no, off no, by no. their parents. No, but definitely younger. I, I could tell they weren't like, uh, you know, adults of our age just because just because of their attitude and stuff. You can you can kind of just tell. Um, yeah. And the crowd itself, too, wasn't like hood or anything. I would say it, it's like typical rolling loud crowd like they like hip-hop um not a ton of black people like that kind of vibe if you get what i'm saying sure. um which is kind of odd because we're in oakland but in any case 
that was very top of mind for me when I entered. And then, yeah, I got there like early enough, just went straight to my seat and realized I was like 10 rows away from the mosh pit, which wasn't even that wide or anything. So mm. I felt like I was damn near front row and I had the aisle seat too. So I didn't have to worry about coming in and out and, and being, you know, in between 10 people on each side yeah. or anything like that. So that was fire. Um, saw Tizo touchdown, which, which was, was really cool. Um, you could tell he, he was impressive, but like I didn't walk away thinking to myself, like, oh, I gotta check out his catalog now. It was kind of mm. like gotcha. I appreciated the features he did and everything, but I, I think some of these artists for my personal taste are just like a little too alternative. Um, mm. it's kind of how like I feel about like Tyler the Creator. Like some of his stuff is like mind-blowing to me, and then other stuff I'm like, I I know this is good, but I personally wouldn't find myself replaying it like tizo is the type of person i appreciate in person but i don't know if i'd be in the car bumping his shit if that makes gotcha. sense i feel like yeah, a lot usually, of artists are like that and usually when you don't know artists very well and you see them live like that's almost like the ranking system right like if you're not mm -hmm. running home to like i remember the first time i saw wiz i just went home and downloaded every fucking mixtape ever ever he ever did you know what i mean so like if you're yeah. not doing that then yeah, it could be fine, but it's also not moving you to become like a fan, I guess. Right. Um, and then when Travis came on, yeah, like it was just straight vibes pretty much the entire time. Um, I will say the only frustrating about like this whole experience is that for some reason, after a while, security wasn't really checking the the tickets on the phones. So okay. people were able to kind of get into the section and, and loiter in the the aisle area. And then every now and then, like, a girl would be like, oh, you know, can I just, like, take a quick video or whatever? And the first couple, like, I let slide just because I didn't want to be in a in a bad mood and, like, you know, yeah, be telling yeah, yeah, people yeah. to fuck off, like, every five seconds. Um, but then eventually, uh, the first one who was standing next to me, I'm like, I need my space. Like, you got to go. And then, of course, you know, 10 minutes later, another person comes and then like a song and she's like, oh, like, am I annoying you? And at first I wanted to like, I almost yes. like blew up. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, I was like, no, no, no. I was like, but if I like elbow you in the chest on accident, when Fiend comes on, like you cannot sue me. Um, and and <laughs> I, for me, I'm just like, as long as you, you know, have good vibes, like have your personal space and aren't like causing a chaos around me then whatever right. like, and i came alone so i'm like you know there's a dude to the right of me who started getting into it and we're all just like chanting lyrics and then towards the end i basically forced them to or her to uh follow me on spotify as like a a thank you for letting like you a barter, fucking, like a barter yeah, yeah. situation <laughs> right um but travis himself yeah it was it was amazing i'd say for the price it was it was a hundred percent worth it um How i think did he, he, sound? Did, he sounded amazing i mean obviously it was auto-tune but it was he what there was like not really much backtracking so he was actually okay. performing um and it sounded just like the songs uh his energy was dope he brought people up on on stage they were from the mosh pit only though um but i thought it was dope he brought like an over wait girl uh for one of the songs and like she was vibing out with him um then he brought some two random dudes who were like shirtless and going crazy to one song and then another girl so a good crowd interaction no demonic vibes or anything sketchy it felt that, safe like you felt safe yeah it felt safe yeah. right like it, there was nothing about the experience that made me say this is uncomfortable or out of pocket like Sure. Everything went super smoothly and I was really pleased with it uh, overall. Nice, dude. Nice, nice. So, yeah, the, the fact that people wanted to be in your area to take videos just proves like how good your seats were, right? Because they're not doing that shit yeah. anywhere. Like, that's pretty, mm -hmm. that's pretty sick, dude. For 60 bucks yeah. to feel like you have seats that other people are trying to like crowd in to get like, oh, this is where I was sitting kind of a thing. That's, that's yeah, sick, dude. for sure. And since I didn't pay, if I had paid like 500 bucks, I'd be fucking spitting on people but <laughs> since i pay 60 i'm like okay big deal you paid 35 like fuck yeah. it come hang out you're standing in the aisle security's probably gonna kick you out eventually which they did once 
but besides that uh yeah but my seats were were phenomenal dude for 60 bucks man you felt like you had a good experience that's awesome did, so I'm, I'm assuming just based off how you're explaining it did you leave this um venue and uh event feeling better than you left the drake concert um it's a good question i would say they're they're very similar i think it's hard to say because one drake i was with my wife and it was like the first time I had ever seen him really do anything. I mean, I saw him at the Kanye, Larry Hoover thing, but you know, he only did a few songs and it, it weren't even his best ones. I think it was like a couple off CLB and shit. So yeah. it wasn't a true Drake experience. This was like the anticipation and just who he is and being with my wife and the vibe and everything was just super dope. And then immediately after before that i went to a, a party and then immediately after it was an after party so it's like it's hard to compare the two whereas this i was alone but it was dope and cheap and yeah. the performance was was sick so i don't think either of them really outshined the other um i think they're both both amazing if if they were the same price and i had to choose one thinking back i probably hmm It's so tough. Damn. Did you have better seats at the Drake concert? No, I'd say mine right now were were better. Okay. Which okay. is crazy to think because it was like a tenth of the price. Um, <laughs> shit, it's tough to say. I, I think I think I'd probably lean more towards Travis, only because it's like the I most think, like bang for your buck, right? Yeah, most bang for your buck. Um, and Drake, like a lot of the stuff was was just older music that like okay it was dope to see it live but i've heard many of those songs like a billion times at this point so it kind of just felt like you know i could have been in my room with some homies like fucking blasting this shit and jumping just around just having like a having a drink night kind of a thing yeah whereas yeah, utopia yeah. i'm like i'm looking forward to hearing this album and experiencing this album and that's it like her loss was dope but yeah, now that I think about it, 21 Savage, man, that was a disappointment. So yeah, Drake, I mean, Travis for sure, I would I would choose. Okay, so question for you though. So the, the set list, was it mainly Utopia or was it a, a, like a, almost like a catalog and like greatest hits of like everything Travis? I would say 80% Utopia and then 20% the obvious greatest hits like Sicko Mode, et cetera. Okay, so how was him, like how were those like Utopia songs live? Like, did it hit different from when you heard it at home and like the hookah and vibe? Like, did it make sense? You're like, ah, okay, this has to be like a concert thing. Or was it still like mm -hmm. kind of like, hey, yeah, I enjoy this song, but it is what it is. I think it made sense. Okay. Uh, the energy, I feel like the energy from the crowd, it, it was, uh, it almost like gave me goosebumps in certain moments just cause like you realize how into it some of these people are. And I, I thought I was a big fan, but a lot of these people are just like, you could tell they just live and breathe the music and looking around and seeing that was a, was amazing. Um, and I think just the stage design and the sound was so clear, like the experience itself uh, really made me, me appreciate the album and, and Travis as an artist and seeing him also like appreciate his fans and having them on stage, not doing anything stupid or crazy. They're just vibing out and the fans weren't acting crazy either which was surprising like you're literally standing next to travis and you would think they'd be like shaking and you know trying to get on tiktok and shit but yeah yeah ig live for the most shit. part yeah, they weren't doing that they were just like feeling the music and then got off stage nice 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 yeah dude, it sounds like you had a great time bro um so this not to make this like a race thing at all, but it, only because you brought it up. Is it weird though when you look out into like a hip hop crowd that's again like it's almost like dude, you can say it's about sports, right? Like the NBA is like ninety five percent black, the NFL is like ninety percent mm -hmm. black. Is it weird when you're at like a hip hop event for like a black hip hop artist and like the majority of the crowd just isn't that demographic? It is kind like, of strange. Is it even like a thought? My, my bad. Is it like even a thought in your head though, or is it just like oh, yeah? Oh, a thousand percent a, uh, a thought in my head. Um, you know, I was just at moments during the concert, I'm just looking around like to see 
who else likes this kind of music and i would see you know you know white kids who look 18 and probably live in the burbs and like and whatnot not to say i didn't grow up there but like you just look around and you see kids who may or may not connect to certain things within the music and you wonder what it is that drew them in like if they truly understand certain things um you know what are their parents think about it like all kinds of thoughts in my head and th and that kind of happens throughout my day regardless of if it's a concert or at work or just at the grocery store i'm constantly observing these things as a, a black person and on one hand it's super dope like obviously i think anyone uh should appreciate whoever their their fans and supporters yeah, are yeah, regardless the, of their race the diversity that di yeah. diversity of it is probably amazing right it's like bro like yeah. not just i remember when like 57 was beefing with all those guys and like that diss to Jada Kiss was so fire because, like, bro, you're only local. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they yeah. only like you in New York. You know what I mean? Like, that's a real thing. So, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing for any of these artists that I'm assuming that have fans all over the world. But it is interesting at some point, you're like, damn, like, where the fuck are, like, my like my people kind of a thing? You know, yeah. Like, where are, like, the people like, I grew up with? Like, um, I don't know if it's a pricing thing or if it's just, dude, this is just a city you're in. Like, you're not, if you're fucking Sweden. You shouldn't expect yeah. to see a bunch of black people there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. Right. But it's just interesting, like, at, at some of these events. Like, again, I, I see that sporting events all the time. It's like, bro, like, I don't see, like, that many, like, black people. Like, right. This is, like, a, a predominantly black sport. Like, that's odd at times. Yeah. And when I was on the BART, that was the first the first people I had seen, and I wasn't sure where they were going. They were, uh, I believe, Indian. And they weren't, like, wearing Travis gear or anything, but they looked like they were dressed up. And... Um, I live, happen to live in an area where it's predominantly Indian. And mm. when I got off the train, I was like, oh, they're going to the Travis Scott concert. And I can't say I'm, you know, super surprised or anything. I think um, when you hear these hip hop conversations on the internet and everyone commenting's anonymous and everything, you kind of forget that, you know, yeah, this artist is black, but maybe 80% of their supporters are 15 year old white and Hispanic kids or, you know, things like that. And I, yeah. I even asked myself, like, I don't even know what my supporters besides family and friends might look like. Like what if one day I threw a concert and fucking a bunch of 18 year old, like German kids show up or something like Fire. who knows. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always top of mind. And it's interesting because these are ultimately the people that are, supporting and pushing you know the numbers yeah i feel like it's also interesting as we get older in a general right like i'll you know, i get I'll, I'll 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 expose myself a little bit here but like i was watching um with my girl this weekend just vibing at the house we were watching selling sunset right and there's like a there's a, it's a it's a reality show about like selling properties in like uh in, in la these girls don't sell shit. It's like a, it's a facade, but whatever. You watch the show because there's drama, blah, 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 blah. But one of the girls, right, is one of Nick Cannon's like eight or nine baby mamas, right? And like, she's a predominantly white female, right? And then, but there's certain ways that she carries herself, right? And I'm like, I'm just trying to think like, were you always like this, dude? You know what I mean? Like, were you always like this kind of way? Did you always talk this way? Like, cause just to give you an example, like her name is Brie and like the way that she talks is very much like the trendy mannerism that certain females have now but i'm like that's the trend you know what i mean like what happens when this trend goes away where what were you before this trend kind of a thing so i feel like it's just as we get older it's very like we know what we are if we're lucky enough how we got to where we are today and like the traits we have it's very like when you start seeing other people you're like why are you like this though? You know, like not like in a funny, like trying to be a dick way, but like, yeah, I wonder what happened that this yeah, is how yeah. you are, kind of a thing, right? So I'm sure like even at concerts, like it's funny to go, like, oh, I wonder like what happened in this like Indian kid's life that he is now the biggest Travis Scott fan living in Oakland and his family yeah. moving by. Right. That's a that's a cool right. thing to even think about. Yeah. And I even like one one of the kids I was looking at, and I'm like, you look so different from what i would expect a hardcore i don't know travis fan or whatever to to look yeah. like and i'm 
I'm also imagining, I'm like, yo, when he's 48, like, is he, is he gonna still be this big of a fan of this kind of music or is, is he gonna move past it and kind of be like, oh, that was my like young 17 year old rebellious phase. And now I only yeah, listen yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. jazz or some shit. That was like another thing that came across my mind. Cause I know like forever to the day I die, I'm going to listen to hip hop in some capacity, but I'm also curious, like how leaned in some of these kids are and are they just doing it cause it's it's cool and trendy it's a trend yeah it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that dude, was another a, thing that was that's a mind. great 100 percent, dude like, like are, you, are you now like do i think about myself dude, i was vibing in the kitchen saturday to like a, the place i sent you and i'm like bro this is just who i am you know what i mean like i'm always gonna have music around like i hope if i'm lucky enough to have kids like they see mom and dad just vibing and whatever mm -hmm. but yeah dude like that's a very interesting thing when you're just looking around you're like damn like i wonder what made them be a fan of this shit right like i'm right. sure someone's probably looking at you like bro this guy must be a diehard fan he's here by himself you know what i mean mm -hmm. like yeah you know i mean like it works full circle so it's it's a uh, yeah man it's very interesting bro. that's why i love like one of my favorite things is like whenever like i'm in like a major city is if I can eat outside to fucking people watch, bro. Like, love that shit. Like that bar that you and I went to in Oakland, that solitaire. I think. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Bro, like I love just seeing all the people in that outside seating area because, like, bro, it's all kinds of people, bro. And it's just like, how did we all end up here? You know what I mean? Like, what right. did you do to end up here? Kind of. Like, it's just like a. It's very, and I'm sure at a concert, it's like a million times that. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's just so many different crowds of people and i i could even like eavesdrop and hear people saying certain things um as the concert was going on and i think it is kind of annoying because in a way it does uh detract from like the the overall experience because you're like it's like being at a movie theater like you're you're consumed by you know are people laughing at this scene and all oh, these dudes talking too much and the ruffling of this like i do like the energy of it but there is like a con to it in in some sure. capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure sure for sure um all right so you're you're, you're leaning towards better travis scott experience um yeah. than definitely Drake. more well-rounded i get that i can see that dude um yeah, again, I, I still do think it's weird that these both these concerts, well, Dr well, again, I know Travis's, uh, Drake's concert was uh, planned already before the album dropped, but it feels like the Utopia thing felt rushed, but you being there, it didn't feel like a rushed, it, it, like it felt like a very well put together concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt like it just made sense. Like it was okay. a perfect follow-up to, to Astroworld and... I don't know if this comes as a surprise, but Fiend was the clear winner of the album. Like everyone next to me was like, yo, when is, is he going to do Fiend next? And as soon as it went on, everyone went crazy. I'm pretty sure he did it, did it twice. You and I, I think, yeah, 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 you have to do it twice, maybe even three times. And yeah, it was just the obvious favorite. Um, it was that, what was the, uh, did you say till the end? Um, pretty much i forget what he did at the end but it was it was like one of those slow this is the end get the fuck out of here songs i forget which one it was i don't even know if it was on utopia um because at that point i was ready to go and then of course i had to walk a fucking mile just to catch a, a lift oh you lifted back home yeah well the crazy thing is um so there's lyft and uber obviously i think it was uber that was like five times the price of the fucking concert itself i'm like i'm not paying that shit travis yeah, got yeah, better yeah. better perform in the car pause if i'm paying that much <laughs> and then lyft it was cheap it was like 30 bucks but i couldn't connect i was sitting in the fucking parking lot for like 30 minutes walked to a hotel up for a mile and then finally caught caught one and i got home at like 1 a.m but still worth it yeah, dude. Good for you, man. Glad you had a great time. Um, obviously, you just kind of hinted at like it, it, it's curious to see whenever you do do um, your first concert, what would your audience be? Um, so before we get to other topics, I know you've been uh, teasing some new music coming out on the social media front, man. So want to give the people like an update on what's going on uh, before the year's over. Is yes, there? Uh, so I have a new song I'm dropping. Uh, I mean, it'll probably be out by the time you guys hear this, but dropping oh, nice. Thursday. November 9th uh, it's called Limitless I actually 
finished recording it several months ago, but never released it because there was stuff I wanted to to tweak. Um, and then one thing led to another and I just procrastinated uh, and then felt like it wasn't a priority release for me. But now that things are kind of dormant um, and I just want to get music out there. I'm not like Drake or one of those guys who could just sit on music and like, you know, casually drop shit here and there. So I yeah. want to give as much music as possible and so I can move on. Um, so excited about this one. This one, honestly, I think this one kind of has more of a utopia-ish vibe to it, um, which made it incredibly hard to edit. So I think that was part of it. It wasn't just like a straightforward. Mean? Just like the melodies and the vocals, like there were so many layers and effects that I that I normally don't do with my songs. So it was that much more daunting. And mm. when, when things are daunting, I tend to put it to the side and come back to it later. Um, and I also have to give my ears a break because like when I had heard it a billion times, uh, in my head, I'm like, uh, like, I don't know if I really like it as much anymore. Like, you know, I'll worry about it later. And then I heard it the other day because I had free time and I'm like, oh shit, like I actually really like it. So nice. that's kind of the the backstory on why I randomly decided to to drop it. Nice. Do you want to let the people know like the uh, potential storyline of the song or kind of just leave it up to mystery? Um, I mean, I'll leave it up to interpretation once it's out. I'm curious what you or other people might think, but I'd say the overall theme of it is essentially going on a, a journey to be your best self and not necessarily even being sure what that means. But um, as you go on that journey, you hope those that are maybe skeptical or, or doubters don't forget you once you do eventually figure out where your your destination is. Very nice. Very nice. And that's going to be out everywhere on 11 and 9? Yep, correct. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Awesome. Love it, man. Can't wait. Obviously, we'll promote it on the page and uh, individually. But uh, yeah, hope everyone can uh, go peep that, comment, like, share. Get him some German fans to come support in uh, in the States. It'll be all good shit. Um, pretty crazy. For another episode, we're going to lead with a female rapper topic, which is wild because I feel like usually we're like, why are we talking about this? But <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion dropped a new song this past weekend called Cobra that is getting, I guess, pretty good reviews um, from what I'm seeing online, especially the, the stuff that talks about like mental health and uh some depression um that she went through over the course of the last few years so your thoughts on uh the song itself i thought the song was amazing um just looking at the cover art and going into it i i mean when you see cobra and then she's dressed like in a kind of skimpy amazonian outfit i'm like all right this yeah. song's about dick like let's be real bro. like i was already <laughs> over it by the time like rock nation posted like hey new megan song tomorrow i was like bro yeah. like I already yeah. know what this is going to be, but I was right. wrong. So go ahead. Yep. And we're in a drought. So I'm like, I'm not, we talk about being as objective as possible. Sure. You know, trying to separate the artist from the bullshit. And I'm like, why not? Let me just listen to it and be honest. And I listened to it. And the first thing that, that caught my ear was the instrumental. Um, I think everyone can agree, the guitarist and everyone else involved is the GOAT amazing beat he yeah they absolutely killed it it has almost like a like a trap egyptian type vibe to it with a guitar random guitar throughout. yeah 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 and that happens um, like there's moments in like music where you like you're listening to something you're like this is special mm -hmm. like like sonically like forget about the right. lyrics or whatever but there's moments that like the instrumental is just special by itself and like mm -hmm. obviously she's lucky enough to get you know be able to uh, put the song out on her own right and it kind of now that you bring that up, uh, because I feel like it is rare. Like we hear good beats all the time, but there's some songs where you're like, "Hold the fuck up!" Like the producer yeah. needs their flowers for this. Um, I think in falsetto with with the dream, like that guitar solo, you know, people loved and talked about. For Bro, a long there's time, also so. one. I, I'll I'll try to find it and bring it up next week. But there's also do Ashanti has one too where like the guitar is just going off, and I'm just like, uh -huh. like and, and again like. 
Ashanti's not someone that you don't, you don't just play Ashanti as a grown ass man. But like when you hear this song, you're like, oh, bro, I get why this song like did this for her because right, like, it, it's just a, a good like yeah. There's something about like that's probably why like rock and roll was like so crazy like in the '80s and '70s because like dude, like, there's something about a good guitar solo that can just change the entire mood of something. So mm-hmm. totally get it. Yeah, and then of course it gets to the the juicy part, which are the bars curious what she's going to talk about again assuming it might end up being about how big her ass is or something along those lines but to my surprise she started being brutally honest about her depression and cutting wrists and all kinds of stuff and um i think i was really excited to see a combination of creating like a, a commercial bop or whatever but also being vulnerable um and her being a female artist because i think female artists in particular at least the big ones don't really tap into that 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 uh theme of mm. being vulnerable and being at their worst like it, it feels like their music's constantly about you know how good their pussy is or something and i think megan the stallion took a, a different approach which would is I think rare for a beat like this. You would this could have easily been a club banger about whatever, yeah. just anything. Um, but she decided not to, and I don't know. I think I really appreciated that. I, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of her music or even her as a person or whatever, but I f- felt like in that moment I was like I had to give her credit and respect for doing something different, and I just hope that other female artists or artists in general this can be a lesson that hey yeah the beat can be dope but that doesn't mean you have to talk about some you know just insubstantial bullshit for four yeah. minutes it can it can be about what you're going through and if anything people are going to respect that more because the average person can't uh is more likely to relate to being down than constantly being up yeah 100 percent, dude and i also think where we have to give her credit is that we've seen like from the cardis um ice spice uh, i mean dude, we, lotto whatever like for whatever reason those women after they reach stardom right they still keep doing the same fucking thing right mm-hmm. so at least we have to give her credit for trying something different right because at the end of the day you can like her hate her whatever feeling different but she has a massive platform bro like dude like she is very well liked she has a ton of followers she could have easily kept doing the same guzzling dick thing for the rest of her career and their her fans will like it right for whatever reason they like it so for her to go out the box and kind of like want to prove that hey i'm a rapper rapper like i can do this as well um or at least sound like i can do it you got to give credit for that for sure um dude I, I don't know if it's just me bro and again maybe it's just the tory stuff and like that left like a bad taste in my mouth pause but like I just don't, I personally don't care to hear her, right? Like, I don't know if, to your point about like removing the art from the artist, like, I don't know if it's that dude, but, or just like, I don't know, man. There's also people who just don't have a good flow, right? And then for me personally, I just don't think her flow is, I'm not saying it's not believable, right? I think I, I believe whatever she's talking about in this song, right? Because everyone, as we get older, we realize that there's like moments of like true depression and sadness that, you know overwhelm you and stuff like that but it's just like the mm. flow bro like there's other there's male rappers who do similar shit i'm just like all right man like good lyrics and stuff but like i don't know like it just, it just doesn't sound right right like, i feel like they, to make like a hit song for me like it all needs to make sense right the music the beat needs to make sense what you're saying needs to make sense but also like how you sound what you're saying it also needs to like hit for me and i don't know for this man it just didn't it didn't hit home for me dog like i don't know if it was like because the her verse itself was short right because i think the song's like two and a half minutes and bro i I don't i don't think she raps for more than like 35 40 seconds and then the hooks twice so i know like i appreciate what she was trying to do i think the shit the shit that she was saying was like real and you have to appreciate a female rapper in this generation who's known for one thing wanting to be different but i still didn't like the song like it was just like a whatever song like i i heard it twice uh, after I saw I posted an Apple and then you you mentioned to me as well, I'm like, fuck, let me just try. 
But I was like, it's all right, man. I feel like the the true star of that song is the guitarist. Like, we should figure out who the fuck he is and get him on the pod and figure out how does he do these things. Because I think that was probably the the most impressive thing I've heard in, in a in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I actually I really liked her delivery of the verse. Um again, it's it's kind of hard to to resonate with a bar like this pussy's depressed but in terms of the delivery of it i i thought it was hard i think when it comes to female rappers i generally prefer like the more aggressive tone like like she has um otherwise it, it kind of sounds a little like pop poppy lullaby-ish to me yeah because um, there's this like fine line of like female rapper if they're not aggressive then it's like is this an r&b song kind of a thing like even right. though it doesn't make sense right why are you comparing it besides like them being a black female if it's not rap it has to be r&b kind of a thing but that's innately like what inevitably what happens are right and i think regardless of the like who's right or wrong in the tory situation um or how it was handled i think her career for me like so i like the song i don't know if i still don't know if i actually would like listen to it on my own but I think for me, her career is just so overshadowed by the the Tory bullshit that it makes it hard for me to like, she go rap about anything and I'm just still envisioning her and Tory fucking fighting in the car. Like, yeah, I think I'm still there. Yeah, for sure. I, I yeah. think I'm still there. Yeah, for sure. And I I'm not even blaming it. her, like allegedly or maybe proven she uh, had absolutely nothing to do with it and, and was shot innocent bystander yeah, yeah, yeah innocent bystander whatever but regardless of that like it's been going on for so long and like i just feel like the the aura around her is still hung up on that event and it makes it hard for me to listen with a clear mind yeah i'm right there with you bro that's i i, I tried my best especially after i heard the the uh the production i was like oh wow i really need to try to hear this but i couldn't get past i i, I think i'm still in the fact where i just don't like her right and it's funny because i mean I, the next topic i'm gonna bring but like i can see how certain fans will just not like people right like it's like bro mm -hmm. if you if you went against my like my um an artist who i love or my community or my demographic and I can see how that can just make you like, yo, no, fuck you. I don't like you as an artist, regardless of what you say. Like, again, for me, it's not that deep because I'm like, I just don't like Megan Thee Stallion. And I, I don't, I mean, there's only like, I only like Cardi for a couple of things. Nicki Minaj is probably like my favorite female rapper right now, but being honest still. Um, and obviously Lauren Hill is in a fucking category of her own. But I would say, yeah, I think I'm still very much in that spot where I can't get the Tory stuff out of my head. And until she comes out with some kind of like non-negotiable, this is a banger, bro. Like no one gives a fuck about your other feelings. I, I just feel like I'm not gonna ever. She's not gonna ever win me over, and that's fine, bro. Again, she has yeah. plenty of fans who should fuck with this because the song is good. It just didn't do anything for me. Right. I think that's fair. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the Jack Harlow, the last release, like. I personally haven't really listened to much of that album since. And I, I'm sure that a lot of people listened to it and were like, I this isn't for me, but I respect the fact that you were vulnerable for, you know, eight songs or how, however yeah. long it was. And I appreciate you upped your game and everything, but it's still not meant for me. Like I, th I think that's the case for a lot of artists. You see your boys trying to tease with some new like bop that apparently he has and oh for real it's good it's good yeah yo you haven't seen that on tiktok no oh bro yeah dude like everyone's like yo stop teasing, talking about harlow bro. yeah okay i need i need to peep yeah yeah dude people are using the sound already on tiktok without it being like officially released yet like bro yeah everyone's like oh he's he's coming back he's does gonna, it sound he's good gonna... I mean, the first 20 seconds of it sound really good, the same way okay. the first 20 seconds of most of songs sound really good, and then it's just, like, <laughs> disappoints, bro. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, again, shout-out to her. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, go check out Cobra, Megan Thee Stallion. Support her. Um, again, it, it, it's a fine song. And, again, I just appreciate any artist that's trying to take a risk and be different, right? Because at the end of the day, that's all we can, we can ask for. 
but speaking of artists who it's hard for people to wrap their brains around as if they should like him or not. This topic came to me, uh, came to us, sorry, um, offline. I, I kind of wanted to bring it online. So if you had it, if you were given one wish from a genie and the wish was told to you that either you can have Chris Brown's career or Usher's career, who are you choosing and why? Usher, hands down. First of okay, all, he's well, the only person I can sing at karaoke. Uh, Chris Brown is is way out of range for for my vocal ability. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Usher for sure. I mean, his the way I see him is pre Chris Rock slap. He's the Will Smith of R and B. Like mm. clean cut career. Ladies love him. Successful as hell. Everyone loves him actually. Um, and you can't go wrong. Well, there was a there was a phase though, right? There was there was a phase where like the whole herpy thing and like that was a thing. Yeah. Like that was. But a wasn't thing. that like again. wasn't that kind of like a an urban legend type thing though? Like it wasn't confirmed. It was like back when people used to say Mountain Dew fucking like made your dick smaller or whatever. Remember in like middle school there was some yeah, rumor yeah, like dude. that. But this was I mean again, but this is also a, a rumor you just don't want to be associated with, right? So true right. or not, oh, hell there yeah. was something going around that this man has herpes and you don't want to get kissed on the cheek by him or something. So like, <laughs> there was that was a thing. But regardless, yeah. go back to your go back to what you're saying. No, I hear you on that. I mean, I, as I was thinking about his career, that came to mind. But I feel like that was just like that was like a two month. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a blip. That wasn't a yeah. complete setback or something. Sure. Um, and if we're being honest, there's pl- millions of women who would be willing to catch that shit just to have a chance with him. But um, yeah, musically and career-wise, you know, he's he's goaded in terms of how clean he's been able to keep it, coupled with his success. Um, it seems like it, it was a relatively um stress-free experience the man signed bieber that alone is like goaded um and he's performing at super bowl he got has the residency in vegas like what isn't there to love and that's just right now right because think about it i think his his first few hits came out like in the late 90s like my way and stuff like that Mm -hmm. bro that's what 26 27 years ago so we're going on on a almost three decade if not four run um mm. yeah what well, so i i agree dude i think it's usher hands down right like again like it's just the career the trajectory the the highs right like go back to uh confessions and also that song with um do what's the ludicrous and uh little john song uh, uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah i must say like, lovers and friends which is yeah, technically another one also a goaded song right but yeah. like Dude, like that was a moment in music, bro. You heard yeah in a car and like everyone just like started bopping from like blocks away, right? Like, mm-hmm. dude, this guy's highs are insane, but it's crazy how I think most people would pick Michael Jackson, but yet I think most people- You mean Chris wonder, Brown? Sorry, Chris Brown. Most people would pick Usher, I apologize. Most people would pick Usher. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like if people, we ask everyone that question. I think most people today would pick Usher. But mm-hmm. I also think it's wild because I think today, when you say who's the closest thing to Michael Jackson, everyone's saying Chris Brown, right? Yeah. And I think it's just like a weird thing where it's like, I don't think both things can be right, or maybe they can be, but it's just odd though, right? Because Mike is the GOAT, right? Is the mm-hmm. status. And I don't know if we're just saying that there's a caveats to it, right? Like Chris Brown is the closest thing to Michael from like a performer entertainer aspect right but when i think of michael i think about all of it bro i think about the hits the moments the dancing the controversy all of it but dude if i had to choose a career if i'm between um usher and chris brown like i'm taking usher all day bro and it's and i would even it's sad though man because i really think the biggest thing that holds chris brown's career from getting to that level is that controversy right and Mm -hmm. unfortunately like him being 19 years old or 18 years old, however the fuck it was, drunk, stupid. And that thing with Rihanna just kind of left you know, put like a black eye on his career. And I don't, again, there was, there's been moments where like he has bangers and we love it. And he, you know, we listen to his songs and we enjoy it. But I think there's always just like this reservation of like what could have been. And yeah. And that's why I think most people would still pick Usher over him. 
for sure um i think i feel like the michael jackson comparisons are more so tied to chris brown just because one chris brown's generally more present and just constantly pumping out music um i think he's even i mean he's always applauding michael jackson and you know referring to him as his biggest inspiration and doing the tributes and stuff so just through that association i think that makes chris brown top of mind for michael jackson and then i think chris brown at least over the course of his career has been more like versatile in the genres he's tapping into like more recently he's doing afro beats and then he's doing pop and he's rapping and just doing a billion things i think it's almost like they're using michael jackson as a synonym for just like multi-talented or something mm. like it's not even necessarily that you know he's uh better than usher but he's just so goaded in a lot of ways that i think michael jackson's just kind of he's like kind of the the person that makes the most sense for some people um and maybe even his vocals the like his range and stuff has something to do with it too but um i feel like besides the rihanna incident chris brown's also kind of associate like at a certain point in time like steered towards the bad boy image and, and things and like was more involved in like the street shit even musically like associating with certain people so i feel like that alone also like kind kind of makes it difficult to to compare him or or say like that's that the rihanna is situation is the only thing that kind of holds him back in that regard i feel like there are there are other events and altercations and blood affiliation and all kinds of shit that just mm. kind of made it seem uh like an invalid comparison um but yeah i think usher is the clear winner in terms of someone who had uh, a career tra trajectory that wasn't so rocky but i do commend chris brown for overcoming all that bullshit because 100 99 percent of people could never do that and the fact that he's as big as he is now proves how insane and popular popular uh that guy is yeah i would say that dude because yeah i agree a lot of people aren't surviving that right like at the end of the day like i don't know if rihanna was as famous as she is now but dude she was america's little caribbean sweetheart you know what i mean like and she was part of jay-z's rock nation when it was starting out so for him to put hands on her whatever the fuck happened and for him to survive that after, yeah yeah i feel like a lot of people aren't but I think it's also kudos to Usher, bro, because at the end of the day, like, I don't think he was 16 when he got on the scene, but, bro, he was still young as fuck. And mm -hmm. for him to have a career this long, that, again, I again, I don't think it's been a, a straight shot to the top. Like, there, there was definitely moments where, like, it plateaued, right? But, mm -hmm. again, I don't think anyone's career is just 30 years of fucking number one hits nonstop, nonstop. But the longevity of it, bro, and for it to, again, it's, I'm not saying his career is over, but for it to be 30 years in and he's about to perform at the halftime show and everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't yeah. he do that? So, yeah, dude, good for him, bro. But yeah, I would I would agree. I would think if I was given that, those just those two choices, if I had to be an R&B singer, I'm taking Usher's career path, Usher's career every day. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think Chris Brown's more akin to like Drake and Usher's more like, I don't know, Jay-Z or something um where where chris brown's just like has his hands in everything and he's able to maintain relevancy whereas usher isn't quite doing that but he's still like goaded no matter what he does yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good one that's a good one yeah but um yeah and also i, I was telling you offline as well but it's just like because in the mix i was listening to the other day bro like the um the, the 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 what was acceptable on the radio like 20 years ago i feel like just doesn't happen now right obviously we have hit trap songs and drill music that they're killing each other like re remove that right like that's just like idiotic that mm -hmm. just it just is what it is but like the fact that usher was singing about getting a side chick pregnant and telling his girlfriend about this or wife and every woman was loving him for it. It's just like a wild thing to me, but I don't know if that would be allowed today. Like, I don't think like 
I know they say like Future's toxic and like Tory's toxic and stuff like that, but that's like a different level of toxic that I don't think like modern women today would allow, bro. Like I just I don't think so. I think it would be allowed only because I feel like that that's like what R and B music was supposed to be. Like it was supposed to that's be all the true. sensitive like shit. Whereas now most R and B music is like is it's rap just sung like yeah mm. like i got bitches and all kinds of stuff like it's not even sentimental anymore yeah that's fair that's right because I, I feel like man i should have like uh uh i think brett Fiennes dropped an album um mm -hmm. over the weekend and i heard it was pretty good but i, I was able to take a deep dive in it but yeah I, it was just it was just odd like again confession is such a great song bro like a, a legendary dude a part of american culture history but yeah, uh -huh. those lyrics are wild, bro. Like wild, bro. Like I just yeah, like, I remember wow, it being controversial. Just... Yeah, dude, it's just like and I was like what? twelve. I don't understand what the fuck is going on, but it, it yeah, felt I mean, very I was... deep. Yeah, it felt like when you were listening, you're like, "Am I allowed to hear this kind of a thing?" Like, it's... <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, dude, shout out to him. I think Usher, um, Usher's career is phenomenal, and the fact that he's in such high demand right now, dude, I think that Vegas thing sells out like every night he's doing it. So again. Kudos, uh, kudos to him. Um, all right, my G. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. Um, thank you so much for uh, sharing some insight on the uh, Utopia concert. But before we get out of here, as always, episode 159, we're going to give some people some uh, heat of the week. So what's uh, a song that you want to share? Um, I think the one I've actually been listening to a lot uh, was it was the one I sent you over the, the weekend. Um, it's T.I., Jay-Z., Kanye okay. and Lil Wayne. The song is called You Ain't You Ain't Never Gotta Ask. Um, not surprisingly, you thought it might have been AI, but yeah. this actually <laughs> came out. This came especially just given the lineup, you're like, there's no way these guys made a song. Well, given you know, the recently. TI, given the TI one, I'm like, bro, no one's spending time making a TI song right now. Like that's yeah, what yeah. I was like, that's how okay. I was like, all right, maybe it's a real song. Yeah. No, this was back when TI was he was Man. top five. Um, and I remember my boys, we used to, when we were in the car, um, lighting up a little bit, uh, we used to listen to a lot of music and this was one of the songs that blew our minds. Um, I don't think it's a real song in the sense of they all got together and made it. I think it's a, a mashup of their verses from some of their Previous, more popular the songs. Other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounds a hundred percent real and probably better than any of those songs individually uh and i would say it's it's like a a better version of forever by drake eminem lil wayne and kanye like a, a very i don't know grandiose like avengers you know suit up type type situation um and the verses are just super hard it, it kind of gives me chills given the the beat and just aura of all them and motivated me to continue making more music so it's not on the 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 platforms obviously the music platforms but you could find it on youtube easily if, if you search or soundcloud but so remind me this is jay-z kanye ti and little Wayne. and Lil wayne yep so I'm assuming they made that mashup because of the popularity of like swagger like us, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that that's why. And then of course I went ahead and listened to that song after and it was just kind of sad that, you know, these guys aren't really making music like that anymore. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, because Jay-Z is only blessing you with a verse if you're like Khaled or Nas mm -hmm. and then I mean, Little Wayne's been on a nice little run recently, though. But yeah, like yeah, it's not Benny the Butcher it, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like that moment. Like that was a very cool moment in hip hop, where like again, the the Fifty Cent era was kind of over, right? Even though like mm -hmm. that's sad for me, but it was over. But then it was like all the top guys were like boys, and it was yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a fun time in hip hop. That was a really fun time because mm -hmm. it was like yeah, because that was like not that it wasn't before, but like. At that moment in time, it was also very clear that hip hop was the dominant genre. So, yeah. like, it was yeah. like, yo, get the fuck out of our way if you're not rock, dude. We had, not we, but like, at that time, fucking, um, dude, Miley Cyrus is fucking twerking. You know what I mean? Cause she's just trying to see how can I stay relevant if this is the most popular yeah. thing. 
So yeah, you know, that was a, a while, that was a great time in hip hop, bro. I feel like that laid the foundation mm-hmm. for like what you know what Drake became and stuff like that. Oh, 100 percent Hundred percent. Um, dude, for me that I'm gonna steal your heat of the week. Uh your your heat of the week before that. I'm gonna do uh Gunna and uh on a turbo beat, Bachelor. Nice. I mean, dude, again, anytime I can hear Gunna, I think he is gonna be the MVP um across most platforms right now when it comes to hip hop. I feel like he's been rapping his ass off. I honestly in a weird way, dude, I don't even think the snitching allegations are a thing anymore, bro. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone just feels so comfortable playing all his music right now that mm-hmm. it's not, again, obviously certain people and like maybe Drake or whoever, they're not like letting him jump on a track or vice versa. But as far as like the general hip hop audience, I think everyone is just happy to get some quality music. And bro, like he is rapping his ass off on all these songs. Mm-hmm. And based on like the demographic of the Travis Scott concert, I'm not surprised. Like, people are surprised that this 18 year old white kid from Wisconsin is going to give a fuck about snitching. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And it shouldn't, bro, because if the music's good enough, like, again, at some point, you have to remove the artist from the art. Um, Mm. And, Dude, what what him and his boys are dealing with in the background has nothing to do with us. So yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, again, I love that Turbo um, stayed riding with him. He's benefiting for sure. It's always weird though that you see that he's still signed to YSL. So it's like, yeah, fine, right? Like another situation, like with like the Megan and Tori thing. I'm like, what is reality? I don't know who's what is reality. But as long as the music is good, I don't care what the truth is. Yeah, I do want to peep, though. I don't know if you heard any of her stuff, but that artist that's a, allegedly Young Thug's girlfriend, Mariah, I think her name is, or have you seen that one? You heard of her? I've, I I think I've come across her name a couple times, but never really delved into it. Uh, Mariah the Scientist. Sounds bad, familiar. Bro. She looks bad as fuck, by the way. But I heard the music's actually very good. Um, so maybe I'll do a deep dive on that one, or we'll do a deep Word. dive on that in the Brent. That's Fire Young album. Thug's girl? Yeah. She looks so, I mean, she's bad for sure, but she looks so not what I would expect Young Thug to be dating. I thought it was going to be some crazy, you know, sexy, ratchet. Sexy red? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, that would be like his twin, but yeah. Yeah. Never so heard of I'm, her. Yeah, either have I, dude. Either have I, but I think I'm pretty sure... Like that's what she's known for for being um his girl. And the pan, like they talk all the time. But this album got a ton of good reviews, bro. So if anything, we should probably peep that one and just, you know, give a give some feedback to the audience on uh Mariah the Scientist. Word. She kind of looks like Brittany Renner. She does. She does. Cause I saw an interview and I honestly did that had to do a double take. Um but yeah, definitely uh extremely attractive. So Good for her. Nice. Good for her. Um, all right, my G. Great episode. Again, glad you had a great time at the at the show. Uh, let the people know what we got going on. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. Catch us at audio-theory.com. New episode every week on all platforms. We also have the Apple Music and Spotify playlist on there. So be sure to peep the Heat of the Week selection. Um, and if you're on YouTube, check down below. We got merch available for you so cop a hoodie shirt stickers what have you otherwise like share subscribe comment to support the podcast absolutely dude love you my dude see you soon love you too peace peace